This is a Charles Russell Speechley's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Land of the States and Historic Properties podcast from Charles Russell Speechley's. We're going to do a series of podcasts which are aimed at those people who own or are otherwise involved in Land of the States in the UK. I'm joined today by two of my colleagues, Christian Massey and Alex Caton, who you'll hear from in a moment, who will be talking about a couple of particular aspects of Rishi Sunak's summer statement, which he made on Wednesday, the aim of which was to produce a boost to the UK economy. We'll be focusing on a couple of aspects of those tax cuts that affect landed estates and historic property sector. These are the cuts to the VAT rate and also to stamp duty land tax. If we start with Alex Caton, what has he announced, Alex, and how is that going to affect landed estates and historic properties? Well, Henry, he has announced a cut in the rate of VAT or VAT from 20% down to 5% on a range of services, basically including pubs, restaurants, holiday accommodation, visitor attractions and the like. So the cost of going to those should come down, which I think the idea is really to encourage the staycation movement and people basically going out and trying to spend some money to help us out of the recession to improve everyone's mood and generally to stimulate the economy. And I think this should be quite a good welcome shot in the arm or at least assistance to people with landed estates and uh, or rural businesses in particular, particularly involving perhaps holiday lets and the like. Hopefully we'll be seeing more people going down to these offerings. That will be a bit of a boost to the UK economy and the rural economy in particular, which has been quite badly hit by this pandemic. And when do the cuts take effect from? The VAT cut took effect pretty much straight away, which means if you haven't booked a staycation or you haven't booked your trip to the pub, then you'll get the benefit of it. Unfortunately, if you've booked your staycation a while ago, your holiday letter or whatever, then the VAT is locked in. But when you're there uh, in your nice holiday enjoying the UK, then if you go to the zoo or you go canoeing or something like this, or you go to a restaurant, then hopefully uh, you, you, you will get a lower bill than you would otherwise have. Unfortunately, the fat cut doesn't include alcoholic drinks. It's just on soft drinks in pubs. But the idea is to get you to go to the pub and, you know, and restaurants and boost these economies. It ends on the 12th of January next year. So it's really to encourage, hopefully, the, uh, the summer and autumn staycation and uh, general businesses over that period. I think by the time we get to January next year, the, the government will be probably losing sufficient of the VAT income to, to want to to end, end this one properly. And of course, that does lead on to the whole point that uh, the, although the VAT cut uh, is very welcome, as well as one of the two other gimmicks that Rishi Shunak has announced to try and get us to go out and enjoy ourselves, there is going to be a bit of a financial reckoning in due course that could be, it's almost certainly going to lead to tax rises. Yeah, I guess there is the other point, which is it's still going to be open to uh, uh, businesses whether or not they're going to pass on some or all of the, the VAT saving to the consumer. No, it's a good question. There's no obligation to. So, uh, But I suppose the consumer is going to notice that uh, if the VAT goes down, the prices should go down. So hopefully we flow through to the consumer. And I suppose then you're looking at turnover and, and people feeling comfortable, encouraged to go out and hopefully spend their way out of the problems a bit. Which will be very welcome. I went to my local pub and paid a pound a pint more for a beer on Saturday, which was rather disappointing. So I'm sure the VAT cut will be welcomed by many. Alex, you mentioned another gimmick, 
Uh, what was that you were referring oh, the, to? Yes, the, the gimmick is that if you go and have a meal from Monday to Wednesday until uh, the end of August, you get a discount. You basically get £10 off. So uh, that's on a meal on, on non-alcoholic drinks with the meal. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably not bad. I mean, it's not going to make a huge difference, perhaps. But it's the idea is, again, just to encourage people to go out and enjoy themselves, perhaps on the days in the week when they might be less inclined to do so. Um, and it's that, a shame so that's, that's that's only in August as I start my holiday uh, tomorrow. But there we uh, are. Well, there we are. Thank you, Alex. Christian, what are you going to tell us about stamp duty land tax, I think, and how that affects landed estates? What changes did he announce? Well, this may well be the only holiday that many of us are willing to consider at the current time, in, in the current climate. But essentially, it was very welcome and pragmatic reaction by Rishi Sunak to current market conditions. So what we, we have is uh, for residential properties uh, in England and Northern Ireland, the starting point for the payment of stamp duty land tax is going to be pushed up considerably so that any property with a purchase price of 500,000 or less is not going to be subject to stamp duty land tax at standard rates. And any residential property with a purchase price above 500,000, you will still benefit from a reduction for that lower slab, uh, which presents a 15 grand um, SDLT saving. So great news. And it applies in England and Northern Ireland, but not in Wales. Is that correct? Absolutely correct. Wales are keeping their whistle unwet um, and we are still waiting to hear if there is going to be any similar sort of measure in Wales. But yes, at the current time, for the purposes of our listeners, I think most of us, it will be just those English residential properties that are affected. And what opportunities does this present to the owners of landed estates and historic properties in particular? Well, I mean, there is, yeah, there are a few a few things that uh, obviously will help here. If uh, one is looking to sell off problematic residential properties on an estate for some reason, it might be that simply the, the sort of refurb costs are going to be too considerable. Could be EPCs and trying to make sure that you're bringing a property up to scratch enough for energy performance certificates to be able to rent the property out. This is the option to shift that property probably with a slightly better market and and perhaps a few more willing purchases. So um, it's, it's that opportunity to maybe capitalise some property that you want to shift. Uh, it may well be that you're looking to buy into the estate. So it may be that the staff that uh, you would like to put into a, a house, a gamekeeper uh, or, or others, it would give you the opportunity to save a bit of SDLT. Um, I guess I guess the downside there is that the market, if it is picking up for this temporary period uh, of time, you may come up against some uh, competition from others. Um, and I guess the third thing is um, for the owner of a landed estate, now's a very good time to be thinking about your children and maybe buying the first home for your children and banking in that £15,000 saving to spend on furniture or something else. And I suppose £500,000 doesn't buy you a huge amount in London, but it can buy you an awful lot more. I'm recording this from Dorset, where £500,000 will get you a very lovely property, I'm sure. Is it anticipated then, you think, that the markets might get a bit frothy? One reads in the papers about pent-up demand suddenly coming out now. 
Well, I think, I mean, I, I have to say that we are, uh, as a, a private property team, incredibly busy at the moment. And uh, despite the fears about what COVID might bring us, at least for now, while the bad news is perhaps kept at bay in terms of recession and, and others, there is a lot of activity from speaking to agents, and I'm sure some of you are amongst the, the listeners today, uh, you have been telling us that there is a clear appetite from people in London and other cities to uh, get out and to find some countryside, some green, to have the ability, if there is a second spike or a local lockdown, to, to simply shut the gate uh, and at least have a, a slightly happier period at home. So, yes, I mean, I think we are very hopeful that at least for now there is a market and there is an appetite for people to uh, to buy. So it's good news for the moment. And just to be clear, there's the we've had this 3% higher rate around for a while. That is still in place. Is that right? It's not affected by the SGLT cut. That's a very good point, Henry. Yes. The, the additional residential 3% charge is still in place. So if you're not replacing your, um, your main home, or you own other residential property or an interest in residential property anywhere in the world, needn't just be in England, then you will face the 3% charge. That is on the whole price. So the £500,000 initial bonus, you will still be taxed at that 3% extra rate as well. I, I mean, I, I guess the one <laughs> the one tax saving that was on our wish list uh, as property lawyers would have been for that 3% additional charge to perhaps have also been postponed temporarily. That really would have pulled the chocks away and, and really lifted the market because it would have brought back the, the buy-to-let landlord purchases. But I can quite appreciate why um, Rishi Sunak felt that perhaps that might politically not have tasted quite right. And for our landed estate clients, as often if you're buying a mixed use estate, you can often get reduced rates of STLT anyway. Absolutely, yes. I mean, I, th this stamp duty holiday is only for residential properties. So for mixed use, that's a property which is not solely residential. Uh, so that there are commercial aspects or agricultural aspects. Uh, the SDLT rates remain as they originally were, which uh, for, for avoidance of, of going into great detail would be a 5% notional charge across the purchase price, bar a little bit at the very extreme lower end of the price. Those rates at 5% are clearly quite beneficial. How long they will last we will remain to be seen. But at, at the current time, yes, residential alone is touched by the holiday. I should also have added that the first-time buyer reduction that was in place, that is also postponed at the moment. But this essentially mirrors that first-time buyer sort of arrangement that brings it on, on stream for any purchaser who is, is replacing their existing dwelling. And this ends on April Fool's Day 2021. And well, it remains to be seen <laughs> what the position is in April 2021. There's one extra quite interesting point, which is on the 1st of April when this, this holiday ends. At the moment, the 1st of April 2020 is the starting date for an additional stamp duty charge for overseas purchases. Uh, so we wait with bated breath to see how that pans out. Thank you. It might be worth just a brief chat 
at the end to note as the Institute for Fiscal Studies uh, announced in their analysis of the summer statement today that the level of help announced on Wednesday was nearly £190 billion and the deficit will therefore be close to £350 billion this year, the highest annual level of government borrowing in British history outside the two world wars. Quite extraordinary. We seem to think that well, the government's got to get money from somewhere and it seems that tax rises are surely going to be an area that they will look at. What do you think, Alex, about tax rises and indeed what people might do in anticipation of future tax rises? Well, Henry, I think uh, there's almost certainly going to be, and as Rishi Shinek has said, there will inevitably be tax rises as a result of this pandemic. And I suspect that'll probably be a certain element of the day-to-day taxes, like possibly income tax, maybe. But I think also there is possibly a bit of a feeling that this might be a one-off opportunity, or not necessarily a one-off, but a good opportunity to have a really good look at some of the capital taxes, like inheritance tax and capital gains tax, which, although people might not believe this, are actually in some ways quite benign for uh, landed estates. And changes to those could be quite dramatic or quite serious. And so I think I would advise people to seriously consider looking at their estate planning and their uh, and what they're planning to do with the estate and going down the generations and possibly consider bringing that forward. So making gifts whilst capital gains tax rates. Yeah, well, the, yeah. the capital gains tax rate is is 28% on residential property and 20% on pretty much anything else. And inheritance tax that if you give away and you survive more than seven years, there's no inheritance tax. And even if you don't and you've got a landed estate, you've probably got some element of agricultural or business property relief. These are generous breaks. And I would I think it's worth taking advantage of. I don't want to scare people, of course, but I think it would be a good idea to have a look and, and think about possibly bringing forward your planning given that there are there are going to be tax rises coming up. We just don't know what they are, unfortunately. I think added to the to the whole uncertainty that, that you allude to, Alex, we've also got the no one else has said this, the B word Brexit is still there. Yes. So for landed estates there is still that uncertainty about what the future holds. So there's a heck of a lot coming this year uh, and a lot right. more planning to be done. But of course, we we are here and we are very happy and willing to, to help you through these uh, these uncertain times. Thank you. That is a good point to end it, I think. I hope you found this interesting. Do contact us if you've got any questions or any suggestions for future podcasts. You can contact us through LinkedIn or through other social media. We're Henry Fee, Christian Massey and Alex Caton. Thank you very much for listening. This is a Charles Russell Speechley's podcast. <laughs>